This episode of the Samurai Professionals Podcast is brought to you by our proud sponsor, FND. FND, we're more than just clothing. We are the culture, we are the people, we are you. Visit us at FND.com. That's E F E N D E E.com. To save 10% on all purchases, use coupon code Samurai Pro at checkout. And I thank them for that, for the couple clips I did see. Like the one where she is literally being raised out of the out of the ground with waterfalls and fireworks. Like, you know, it's Dubai. They, them niggas gonna spend that money. Yeah, they spare no expense. And I mean, it's Beyonce. Like, when has she ever put a lackluster performance? She makes falling look graceful. Except that one time. That one time. That, that, you, oh, you funny? You funny, nigga? <laughs> no, nah, you funny, nigga. Nah, get your chuckle out, my nigga. See, that's why you, she can be your fave, but you can't be hive. Because, see, it's always niggas like you. <laughs> you want to point out that flaws and all. She see, fell down the steps. You got to admit, that was funny. New Simpsons. Got my feet up on the wood grain. Who's missing? Ladies and gentlemen, and all those in between and outside of those constructs, welcome to another episode of the Samurai Professionals Podcast, the podcast where two young professionals bring issues to the table and we chop it up. I'm your co-host Marvin, Young Saint, Cuff Daddy, Charles Flex Xavier, Dat Man Beyond, Dion Slanders, Petty Pendergrass, Hemi Neutron, Hemi Hendrix, and the man to the right of me can only be Frank Sinatra, Louisville Slugger, Frankenstein, the F and F and D, one half of this POD. I am him, he is I, I can only be me. It's Frank, let's chop it up. Let's chop it up. How you been, fam? I've been good, man. Is it me or this month is moving by fast? Fast it as seems fuck. Like this is the fastest <laughs> January has moved in like I don't know in the past four five years. Nigga, I you can't tell like why why am I looking at next week being February? That's the same thing I said literally today. How the I fuck? Talk, <laughs> I was talking to somebody. I'm like, yeah, we finna meet two weeks from now, right? He was like, no, we finna meet on the third. That's Friday. I'm like, this upcoming <laughs> Friday? <laughs> like shit. Before, January used to take like three months to go by. Now man. it's like, damn. January used to drag. Like, I used to be like, man, we still in January, man. That's that's real good. Like, you know what I'm saying? Ready, <laughs> still, I can still get, you know, I can still get jump start on my year and shit. Now, man, like, you can't even make it make sense to me the way time flies. Yeah, January is it's gone. It, it January's gone. It came and went. Nigga, 2023 about to be over. It'll be Christmas yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, I'm about to say you better start Christmas shopping now. Nigga, I you know what's funny? I had I heard I, so you did you watch the last episode of This Is Us? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So there was this one line that Randall says, like when he's when they're at that funeral service, right? I'll just say it like that, without spoiling it right. for anybody. And he's talking about time. And he's like, when you're a kid, summers seem like forever. Ever. You know what I'm saying? Because when you're young, your concept of time, like I've only lived three years, 
the summer is like, nigga, that's almost half my life already. You know what I'm saying? So your concept of time is so limited. And as you get older, months feel like days and, and, and days feel like hours because your concept of time continues to grow as far, you know, the further and further out that you go. And it's just a, it's just a theory. But like when I heard it, I was like, maybe that's what it is. Cause as I get older, I swear to you months run by like quickly. Like there's no way January should be over already. I feel like we just did new years. We literally just did new years. <laughs> like we just did new years. We just came back from break. Like in my mind, we just came back from break and already not this episode, but the next episode is going to be a February episode. I'm going to start right. wishing happy Valentine's Day in the next episode, which is crazy to me because how the fuck did we already get there? How the fuck? I remember when I used to measure months by pay periods. That's when I was living <laughs> check to check. <laughs> hey, because you know, I hope there's other people that can relate to that. No, nah, fuck that. They be fucking better. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, I know I get two. Look, look, this is where you know, hey, I get three checks this month. This is the good month. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> I know we get, hey, we get three checks. This is, you know, that's it. At the, at the job, we call it, hey, that's the freebie check. You know, they don't take no, they don't take nothing out of that check. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, we don't get no health insurance taken out of that. Get a little extra something in my, in my, in my, in my bank. Nah, man, that shit, that shit's real. When you live check like to check like that, like, hey, that, that extra check go a long fucking way. Vin Diesel used to say, I live life a quarter mile at a time. I used to live life a pay period at a time. <laughs> Just trying to make it. <laughs> Just trying to make it, I remember it, nigga used to get paid on, on, on a fucking Friday. And then by Tuesday, it's like, hey, let me just hold strong. <laughs> like, I just got... <laughs> I got just enough to get me the next Friday. Because, man. Yeah. And don't let something happen out the blue. My God. That, that just fucks your whole shit up. A flat tire or an or unexpected repair. Especially because at the time, the only thing that you ever had to worry about was yourself, school, and the vehicle that got you from there. And it wasn't a good that was vehicle. It. No. It was probably some type of hand-me-down car or some bucket that you scraped together to buy. That car was always on its last breath. So my car has that feature where the engine automatically shuts off when you're at a red light. And I always cut it off. And my wife was like, why you, why you make it such a habit to cut it off every time? And I had to tell her, like, look, when I was in college, I had this old Infinity. It was like a 97 Infinity or whatever. And the engine would always shut off on me. So now I get I get PS well post traumatic PTSD. Stress. Yeah. PTSD. <laughs> I get PTSD whenever the engine shut off. Cause I because I remember there's been times I'm at the light, that engine shut off, and I'm like trying to crank that bitch. I'm flooring the gas, cars are honking at me. <laughs> and then <laughs> when them motherfuckers driving around me, they doing that shit where you they where they mean mug you. And it's like, dog, it ain't my fault. Like <laughs> the car died. Up, like you fucking up people whole day with your bullshit. <laughs> And you know South Florida drivers ain't the most patient people. Bruh, rough times, man. You late to work, you tell little boss, I got car trouble. That's a common lie, so they don't believe you anyway. It's like, man, that car wreck. You afraid to go on dates? Oh, I'm going to ride with you. No, the hell you not. <laughs> you going to meet me there. I do not need anything more embarrassing me <laughs> on this date. I'm trying to make a good impression. Nigga, hell no. Nah. Even like, you know, nigga used to drive the LeSabre. But even after the LeSabre, I had got that. Remember, I had got the Lexus. You couldn't have told me shit about my Lexus. But the things you learn when you're young, when you get that vehicle, you like your little dream vehicle. And I mean, 
Alexis IS250 might not have been a lot of niggas' dream vehicle. But for me, Trust when me. I jumped and grabbed <laughs> it, was way better than what I had. <laughs> when I jumped and grabbed it, I think I was like 26, 27. You couldn't have told none of my friends was driving Alexis at 26, 27. I was doing pretty good for not what I was shit. doing. Man, let me tell you, the thing they don't tell you is the upkeep. One of the headlights used to go out, and at night, you know, that shit, that shit, you know, I got pulled over once because the headlight had went out. Like, it'll just go out, but if I turn it on and turn it off, it'll cut back on. For some reason, with some sort of fuse, I couldn't, no matter what, they said you had to replace the whole headlight to get it. That shit was like $900. Let me tell you oh what I did God. have, $900. $900. <laughs> so me and the headlight was going, we, I was going to rock it till the wheels fell off of that shit. So I used to really, I used to be in the car, flick, flick. Flick, flick, turn that bitch on and off. I drive, get to the next light, flick, flick. Like, I, no matter what. <laughs> I just Because I got pulled over and got a ticket for it. I was like, that'll never happen to me again. But then I'm, I'm with my lady and shit. Like, it's just like flick, flick. So even, even to this day, sometimes I catch myself doing it. And it's like, no, you, gotta, you can't do that. You're going to fuck up your lights. You got to stop. But man, <laughs> did I ever get it fixed? No. Dude, $900 is a lot of money. Even now, even though we make decent money now, $900 is still a lot that of money. That ain't nothing to just, you know, it ain't nothing to wipe your ass with. $900, that's $1,000. Yeah, right? You just got to round it up at that point. Look, the amount, of, the amount of work, and I understand a lot of people, I make decent money. I'm not complaining about my life. But $1,000, I can count the hours of work that is. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you count all the shit you can do with a thousand. Like they say, $1,000 is not a lot of money to have. It's a ton of money to owe. I ain't trying to give you this $1,000. I ain't trying to part ways with it. At no, at no point am I trying to part ways with it. Oh, man. Where do you want to... You want to start heavy and then... And, and... And then tape I mean, yeah, this is going to be a topic that I think is on top of everybody's mind. Um, I'm pretty sure by the time the listeners get to our podcast, there'll probably be other things surrounding it, such as the protests that are being covered and maybe more information will come out about the incident itself. And the incident I'm referring to is the unjust killing of Tyree Nichols on Friday evening, uh, city of Memphis police department released the footage of the incident. Tyree Nichols was uh, was stopped by police officers on a routine traffic stop. Uh, when they took him out the vehicle, um, they started to uh, wrestle with him. And at one point, they began to mace him. He got up and ran. And uh, later on, five officers caught up to him when he was near his house. And they beat him. They beat him pretty bad. Uh, he was hop- hospitalized for a few days and where well, he later man. succumbed to his. Do you. Do you want to make the assumption that everyone and this is up to you, this is an editor's thing. Like, do you want to make the assumption that everyone has seen the video at this point by Monday? No, I know. Pe- yeah, I know people ain't going to see it I, and keep this in. Don't say editor's note. Let's keep this in. And the reason I, I, I gave the play by play, because at this point. people. People are done with the visual trauma. It, it's, it's, it's like maybe if we think about it, it feels like at least twice a year we see somebody that looked like us getting killed by police. And we're just tired. We're tired of seeing it. 
let's be honest. If we didn't have this podcast, if we didn't look at it for content purposes to talk about it to our listeners, I don't think either one of us would have watched it. I I I don't know if I would have. I'm sure you and I would have discussed it uh, just on some friend shit, some off mic shit. My 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 struggle with this, I I I have so many different feelings about the video, how it was released, how how this whole thing has been handled from from jump. Um, I'm gonna let you finish bringing it in before I before I. I want I want to give you give you the floor first, as this is you know this was this is one of the topics you 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 were really pushing to make sure that we have on this con on this on this pod, and I know I sound very uh, serious and and I and and measured in what I'm saying because I I feel like I may not be when I finally roll out. That's why I kind of want to give you the floor first. So okay, and and that's just about it. The 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 video shows the five officers beating on him, and then. He was hospitalized, and a few days later, he succumbed to his injuries where he passed away. The officers have since been suspended off the force. They've been fired. And just recently, it's been announced that the officers are going to, the five officers are going to be charged with murder. The five officers in this instance were black, which was a change of pace. And what we've normally seen when it comes to uh, police brutality um, on black people. Usually, we've seen white officers committing the act of violence. This time, it was five black officers. And also, what has been a break from norm was how fast that actions have been taking place against the officers. Usually, it felt like it takes forever for anything to happen to the officers. Now, before the video was even released, they were not only fired, but charges are being brought against them. Um, Before I go on a rant about it, what was your thoughts on that? By what was your thoughts on how quickly actions took place against the officers? This is kind of how I feel about the entire. Yeah, let's situation. just do that. Just tell me how you feel. Talk about it. To be honest, first and foremost, I am sorely disappointed and hurt to see five people who look like me murder someone who looks like them over a routine traffic stop. That whole video is watching five five trained officers, trained, I'm doing in air quotes, failing in their arresting control tactics and making up for it with brutality, essentially. Not having good training, not having whatever it is, not having a hold on what it is that they're supposed to do and just making up for all of their bullshit with overwhelming force. One of them, one of these dudes even kick him in the head and hurt his knee and then hobbles around for the whole video afterwards. Tell me you saw that. No, I saw it. And then there's all the after of the, the failing to render help afterwards. And the thing about the body cam, which to me was the video that, that, that had all the audio to it, where you could hear all of the people making excuses. Oh, he, he high as fuck. He high. Like you, one thing I, I, I was impressed by in the videos is that CNN played an unedited video, no bleeps, no nothing. All you, you hear exactly what happened that night. And you have one dude bragging like, man, I hit that motherfucker with so many haymakers, haymaker after haymaker. Like he's so proud and, and, and boasting about the bullshit he did. 
while two other officers were hold screaming, give me your hands, which is what you pointed out to me, Frank. I'm sorry if I'm taking what you had to say. No, no, no. But, keep going. Keep going. But holding his, his hands, screaming, give me your hands. How the fuck am I going to give you my hands? You have both my arms. And the dude is wailing on him. Spinning like he he they he's turning away to not get hit in the face as we all fucking would, and they wear and like they just turning them in circles. They literally punched him around in a in a circle. You have other officers come running in, kick him in the head. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't want to play by play, but I'm just saying what it made me feel as I watched it, it was just like it was hard to watch. I hate seeing people who look like me. Do shit to that. Do shit to people who look like me as well. Those men deserve to have lost their jobs immediately. Those men deserve to have charges pressed against them. Those men deserve to be punished to the full extent of the law. And then there's the other way. That's the other thing that I feel about this. You brought it up. Immediately, those men were let go. Immediately, charges were brought. Long before the world saw the video. And usually, Police departments are more reactionary. It's all good until outrage happens and now we have to do something. And even after the outrage is like, no, it's a fraternity. It's a brotherhood. We're going to protect our own. All because... Back to blue. Always. Always. Police officers have this thing called qualified immunity. It's why they fight so hard for other officers not to be convicted with certain crimes because once... Once we've broken that qualified immunity, because qualified immunity means like if this has never happened to another officer, it can't happen. You know what I mean? They go and it's it'll be it'll be nationwide. No precedents have been set. Yeah. Once precedence is set, then 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 that shield, that blue shield starts to crack a bit. So I find it interesting how the rules of qualified immunity really didn't apply to this particular group of officers. Right? Right. And everyone, and I'm listening to the rhetoric of, that people are saying about this particular thing, how inhumane this is. We've never seen anything so inhumane. When I just watched Derek Chauvin, I watched a man plead for his life for nine fucking minutes two years ago when we started this fucking podcast. Rodney King, we were kids, but if you ever go back and watch that shit, that shit they is They beat him brutal. the same way. And they I beat, can hear... The only difference was Rodney King lived. They beat him the same way. Yeah. And I hate to compare. Like, I really hate to compare that shit. But we've seen brutal shit after brutal shit to our people. Man, y'all talking about like police has never done things. They used to lynch niggas and then go have picnics under their bodies. What are we talking about? I'm not saying that this started. is less because them niggas deserve to go. No, policing started with s- slave catchers. That's where policing started. So the whole nature of the line of work came from a place of violence against black people. And your slave catchers wasn't wealthy white people. It was poor white people that aspired to be wealthy. And they, they were the middle class that was created. It was rich and poor. Slave owners and slaves. And you had indentured servants who were like the Irish and other white people that didn't, that weren't given white status. And these white people <clears throat> intermingled with blacks. That's how you have some black people with Irish last names like O'Neill. So once these 
owners saw that. They wanted to destroy that camaraderie between the black people and these lower class whites. So what did they do? What did they do? They put those whites on the notch above those black people and made them feel that, hey, you're not like us, but you're better than them. So there's no reason for you to be commingling with them. And also they gave them the responsibility if these slaves try to leave the plantation, if they start, try to start a riot or a revolt or whatever, it's your job to get them in check. It's your job to whip them back into shape. It's your job to kill them if they get out of line. That's where policing started. That's where that whole line of work began. It, 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 it's rooted in violence. It's rooted in racism. And I hear everyone, like I, 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 I even heard it in, in some of my group chats where people are like, you know, because this is, it's black officers doing it to a black man. Now we can just focus on the police brutality portion of it without having race play a part. And I'm, I'm a person who believes race is completely playing a part in how this is played out. Like, these men should be punished to the full extent of the law. I cannot say that enough, but there's something in me that's bothering me about how this whole, it just seems so peculiar of how this is all played out. Like even the release of the video felt like a Netflix drop. Like they, they were announcing the video. The video had better promotion than this you, you people movie with Eddie Murphy and Lauren London. And like, I heard more about this Frank, and this is this is just me and Frank having conversation where Frank has talked to me about this video dropping every day this week. I did, didn't I? Because of how well it was promoted. This video was promoted as if you got to see this. Every network got it at the same time. Nigga, Michael Jackson level of dropping a video type shit where the whole world is supposed to stop and watch this. We have never seen that happen. And I'm not arguing saying that it shouldn't happen. I'm arguing saying it needs to be fucking consistent. Do that same shit, the same way they handle these, these five black men, handle every cop that does shit like this just as concise, just as swift. Just do it. Shit like that, that's what bothered me about how this is played out. But fuck them. Like, I, I want that to be clear. Fuck them. They deserve every bit of what they're getting. I just, I, same thing. Remember, I brought it up with the Kyrie thing. How we handled Kyrie was so different how we've handled other people. The video is on Amazon. I ain't hear shit. Nobody ain't go after Jeff Bezos and say, hey, I need you to take that off. We ain't hear shit about it. But Kyrie had, to, Kyrie had to repay the world to get back on the court. Basically. That's, that's, that's the part that's bothering me about this particular thing. You said a lot, and Sorry. I agree. Sorry, I went on no, a no, rant. No, I no, want you no to have... No need to apologize. <laughs> no need to apologize. I'm going to stop you right there. Don't need to apologize. You said a lot. And for the most part, I agree with everything you said. I share the same sentiments. There's two things I want to just speak on that you brought up. You said you, you put training in air quotes. There's no need to put training in air quotes. What I think people need to realize, those guys are trained. But there's two types of training. There's the training that we know about that's brought to our attention. That's the training by the book. So when a police chief or whoever speaks, they're saying, hey, our guys are well-trained. Yeah, they go through academy and they're trained on a certain procedure on how to engage people, on when to use, uh, when to use force and when not to use force. 
And then there's the training from the vets. This is the training that takes place in a gray area. So now your training by the book may tell you, you can't use force unless you feel physically threatened. Unless you give me an order and I, and I actively go against what you told me to do. Put my hands up and I don't do it. Or I pull away or I begin to run or something like that. Then you can begin to try to apprehend me. However, the training from the vets would say, hey, look, if you tell that guy to do something, whatever you do, if you want to put hands on him, you scream out what you want him to do. And then you, that way, whoever is listening, they hear your orders. They don't see his actions and they think he's resisting. So in the video, when you hear the guy says, give me your hands and he's taking a swing at his face, give me your hands and he's taking another swing at his face. All the while, two other officers are literally pinning down his arms or when he's on the ground and they say, stop resisting, stop resisting. You got three 200 pound men laying on you. How much fucking resisting do you think he can do in that moment? But the, old, but the whole while, they're kneeing you in your back. They're putting, they're putting knees on your neck. But they're telling you, stop resisting. And they're pinning you down like this. They spraying so much pepper spray, they spraying each other. Literally. So they are trained. It's just, that's the cultural training that comes with the position that they don't talk about. And that's the issue. Their by-the-book training isn't the issue. It's the training that takes place when they're one-on-one with the vet. When they're one-on-one with the bad seed that is spreading their bullshit to these other, you know, bushy-eyed, white, uh, bushy-eyed rookies. You get what I'm saying? 100%. That's what... When I, said, when I said training in air quotes, I meant the lack thereof proper training. Right. And that's the thing. There's proper training, but then there's this bullshit training that tends to supersede that more often than not. That's one. Two... And again, I'm not going to touch on everything you said. No, no, I no, you no, said no, 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 you don't got to say that. You don't got to say that. You don't got to say that. Just, just work. The only thing I want to talk about is you bring up it being racial. And then you said you spoke to some friends who, who brought up the fact that, hey, maybe now they could focus on the police brutality. I, I think both of you have a point. However, I'm more on your side when it says it, it is very racial and it's, it's much bigger than just the police brutality. Not too long ago, you had a law, and I don't, I don't believe it was passed. I believe they're trying to pass it, where they're giving officers the authority to ask somebody about their, their, their immigration status. Do you have a green card? Are you legal? You get what I'm saying? And they can just come out and ask you that. Back in the days, Rudy Giuliani enacted a law, stop and frisk, where... If you look suspicious, an officer had the right to stop you and just search you. They didn't need a warrant. They didn't need probable causes. Hey, he looks funny. All these laws are racially motivated. All these laws give people with racial biases the authority to say, hey, let me fuck with this person. Do you think they're going to go to somebody who looks like uh, who looks like Scarlett Johansson and say, hey, let me see your immigration papers. Are, do you belong? Are you, are you here illegally? They'll never go to her like that. You think they'll walk up to Johnny Depp and, and ask him something like that? No. But if it's someone like John Lequizamo who's walking down the street, they're going to ask him that question. If it's even somebody like me, they might ask me that question. They might stop and frisk me. Hey, you look funny. You look like you're up to something. You look suspicious. You think they're going to tell Justin Bieber that? No. But on paper, 
they're legally giving the authority to be racist, but it's masked behind the laws and statutes that they're right. Again, that whole industry, policing, is, was birthed on the back of racism. It's rooted in racism and violence. Until, until we could take a, a step back and really out the, scrutinize the laws that are written and, a lot, and, and that gives them the authority to act the way they do, this shit will never change. That's why you have these officers doing this to somebody who looks like them, who looks like us. And they think they're just doing their job. And technically, they are just doing their job. Not realizing your job is enforcing the racist beliefs that the person who wrote those laws wanted you to do. Honestly, when I think about it, I don't see a light at the end of the tunnel. I don't see that being addressed. They're going to do something to those officers, but it's much bigger than them. The problem is, is, is deeper than that. And I don't see anybody bringing that up. I listened to Joe Budden earlier, and he touched on this very briefly. But he did say something that I totally agree with. And, and moving forward, I'm going to bring it to the podcast a bit. I really want to cut back on all the black trauma we put ourselves through for content. You know what I'm saying? Like certain things, I really didn't want to watch that video. I really want to cut back on rehashing black trauma on, on our pod. You know what I'm saying? Just bring it back a little bit because last year was a lot. Like if you think about how many times we had some of these conversations in 2022 alone, hell, George Floyd was our second or third episode that we recorded. That's what I was just about to say. You know what I'm saying? And so just like the pod gets to be an escape for for our listeners and everything to stop and listen to have a good time with us. Sometimes I, I need that to be this for me too. You know what I'm saying? Like this is this is sometimes my therapy. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes I can't afford to have a therapy session every week. Sometimes coming in here and joking with Frank be that for me. And I'm sure sometimes it's some of that for y'all. So y'all might not get this every time something happens. You know what I'm saying? But this this was this was something they they made sure we all had to see. So I I I I felt I had to speak on it. It was bothering me so much. I wish we could have, I wish we could have recorded right after because I had so much to say. Me and Frank had so much to say just so that we could get it. I wish we could have recorded right then, but I've seen, I feel like I still was just as passionate when we talked about it just now, but whoo. Okay. I just, we got to liven it up a little bit. That's a good song. Got you. Just gotta bring, bring the beat in. in. New
Wasn't this the song she sang when she announced her pregnancy with Blue? Yeah, it was. She was on stage, dancing and everything. And then she opened that blazer and it was like, holy shit, she's pregnant in heels and dancing and performing for thousands of people. That woman is amazing. Thank you. And who who, who else could have? Your favorite, your faves could never. Isn't that, what the, isn't that how the whole said? Your faves could never. <laughs> Well, little do they know she's my fave. So there you have it. All right, don't do that. Don't do that. Hold on. When Beyonce became your fave, you know, territory. <laughs> when she made, uh, what's the name of that song? All right, you don't have to sound more enthusiastic if you're going to do it. <laughs> no, I'm t- I don't want to get this song wrong. Because if it's you ain't going to commit, she, don't commit. <laughs> the song where she cried singing it. Um, it Halo? wasn't. It wasn't Halo. Flaws and all. She cried okay. singing that song on the performance. And that shit was beautiful. That shit brought a tear to my eye. What? This is why it made me think of this. But there's that clip of a Haitian man. He, he's talking to this lady. He's like, you make me quite tear out my eyes. <laughs> Leave my people alone, bro. Hey, that nigga said... <laughs> Listen, li- listen, baby. When I see you come across the street, I quite tear from my eyes. That shit was... That, I don't know. That where, it must game. be a skit. Is that a skit? Nah, that probably sounds like real game from an older Haitian dude. Oh, like, man. Old Haitian That's dudes, how they spit game. They spit game. Listen, and baby, man, I love you. I love you. <laughs> they are persistent. You get a Haitian poppy on your ass, you stuck. <laughs> he gonna be on you. Every fucking day. But... Beyonce and her greatness. Beyonce recently had a, I mean, by now you've probably seen a few clips of Beyonce's big performance in Dubai for the grand opening of that hotel. She got paid $24 million for one, one living hour of work. Wow. I didn't know it was the opening for a hotel. That hotel must be fucking amazing to get Beyonce there at the, at the opening. $24 million to get a lot of people at the opening. Not that Beyonce needs money, but $24 million for one hour? She can make time. They had better sold out the whole hotel. That's probably the only way you were able to see her perform. It's like, hey, you're going to have to book a room for three days at least to see Beyonce. Oh, man. They even, they flew out. They flew out influencers and all. Like, they're trying to make this, like, their, their, their crowning gym for tourism. And, you know, people love to go to Dubai already. And- what? This hotel is like that? Bro, have oh, you shit. seen... I got to look it up now. I have not even researched the hotel too much, but I we all knew that this was coming. There have been clips of people who lived across, like across the 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 the, the river from, from the hotel, and they were... You could hear them... You could hear Beyonce practicing for this performance. And man... It was a performance. I did see a few clips. I didn't go out of my way to see it because, frankly, I felt like this was none of my business. Beyonce was very clear. She didn't want people to have phones and stuff. Now, people did take them in there and and disrespect her. And I thanked them for that, for the couple clips I did see. Like the one where she 
is literally being raised out of the out of the ground with waterfalls and fireworks. Like, you know, it's Dubai. They, them niggas gonna spend that money. Yeah, they spare no expense. And I mean, it's Beyonce. Like, when has she ever put a lackluster performance? She makes falling look graceful. Except that one time. That one time. That, that, you, oh, you funny? You funny, nigga? <laughs> no, nah, you funny, nigga. Nah, get your chuckle out, my nigga. See, that's why you, she can be your fave, but you can't be hive. Because, see, it's always niggas like you. <laughs> you want to point out that flaws and all. She see, fell down the steps. You got to admit, that was funny. Nah, I ain't going to do that Think with about you. it. It's like, if you saw Floyd if you saw Floyd get punched in the face one good time, you, it's going to stick with you because it never happens. Beyonce falling, it never happens, so it stuck with me. But all other right. than that, I mean... She almost fell at the Super Bowl. She caught herself, made it look graceful. I love how you're going you gonna, you gonna to try to point out every one of her mistakes, and I'm just going to stop you, and we're just going to move it's on It's not a there. mistake. That's the thing. She don't make many mistakes. That's all right. Man, mm, mm. Beyonce makes no mistakes on this here podcast, on this platform. I'm, I'm just saying, there's a staircase that begs to differ. See the nigga trying to be funny? That's right. Let me tell you, every time that nigga get a haircut, that nigga be so extra, my nigga. <laughs> like, it's ridiculous. But y'all be like, damn, Frank, hey, Frank trying to be funny today. He trying to pull, he, he, cause he sees a button and he want to press it. That's cool. That's cool. We're not talking about button presses. That is all you. You are Mr. Push Button. This is villain season, my nigga. I've been told you. Y'all gonna get villain Marvin all year, and I don't give a fuck. Fuck everybody. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway. <laughs> Go ahead. Anyway. Nigga, 24 million, 60 minutes of work. That's greatness. I don't, I don't know anybody who can say that. And this is Dubai. That's probably 24 million on paper. They probably, they got it in cash too. They're like, hey, you want a little extra on the top? We'll give you that. Like money is nothing from them folks over there. I wouldn't doubt that she made more than 24 million. Probably could. Yeah, they had to put, you know, some had to go on paper. Because, you know, taxes got to come back. I, if I'm Beyonce, I don't even bring that money back. That money stay in Dubai. Because I'm sure they got a suite that she could always have every time she go. She now, she don't even got to worry about it. It's comped. Whatever. Yeah, she probably has a suite at the top that's probably named after her. We got to see the queen, Blue Ivy, come out and perform her Grammy Award winning song, Brown Skin Girls. Her Grammy Award winning <laughs> song, Brown Skin Girls. Come on, man. And, and, and I know y'all, I know y'all caught, I know y'all caught her getting into that choreo. She was trying to get the mother hoes together. You know, they probably somebody probably missed a step. Her. Yeah, because you know, you know, hey, you know, she like, hey, they paid to me 24 you saw million. The hand. <laughs> you know, like, we you. all done, we all done had the mom hand where you where you done, where you doing like she she letting you do your thing, but you she's doing, doing a little too much. Too much. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> it's just a little bit of extra force on your forearm. Like, hey, hey, hey all right, all right now. But when they put the hand on you, it looks like it's a gentle touch. But they got a little bit of skin in between that thumb and just a little pinch. Hand. They pinch you, stand they still. They pinch you just enough to make you be like, "Okay, I'm doing too much right now. I need to stop." Cause my dog, you saw the little baby was about to fuck it up. She probably she was, was. She probably was pissed. One of the girls was was off the step, and she was like, "Hey, excuse me, hands up, hands up, five, six, like get your shit together, like." <laughs> I don't know what's going on, but you you missing a step. They accept nothing less than perfection. 
in total, people probably have only seen about like 90 seconds of this performance. It's already inspired challenges for people trying to do that drunken love run where she kind of does it with like that for really, you know. Are you going to sing right now? I'm not. No, I would never give y'all that. Y'all don't pay me enough for this shit. (laughs) (laughs) Never. I ain't drinking no tea or nothing. I'm sitting here with a bottle of Zephyr Hills. Um, But it's the drunken love run. And you can find it. I'm sure by now everybody's seen it. It's been going on all week. And some of the best voices out there are going out and just doing that. Like, because the run is ridiculous. And we only saw 90 seconds. We literally have only seen all together about 90 seconds of the entire performance. And people, and it's already inspiring people. Who else got that? Name name another one of your artists that's out here doing that right now. There's not. Hell, name me another one of your artists from the past that's out here doing it like that right now. In my honest opinion, I think there's only one artist you can compare to Beyonce when it comes to fanfare and the shows they put on. And that's Michael. And I'm one of the people who says, I believe Beyonce has surpassed Michael. When it comes to performance. I said compare. I didn't say she didn't surpass him. I'm just saying, if you had to compare her to somebody, it would be him. I know a listener that's listening right now that that wants us to argue about Michael and Beyonce to see which one is a greater person, a greater icon. We'll do that at another time. But I say performance-wise, Beyonce has surpassed Michael maybe about four or five years ago. That's just my personal opinion. The only thing I believe Michael has her on that she will never touch him on is the nostalgia. Everybody remembers how Michael made them feel and you can never take that away from them. So no matter how well Beyonce performs right now, you can never top nostalgia. It's just, it is what it is. That, that could be something. That could be something. But I'm sure there's children growing up right now where Beyonce is their Michael Jackson who have, who have now more access to her performances and have those moments with her that have some of those exact same feelings. And years from now, they'll be talking about her as nostalgia. Now, I'm not taking away from none of Michael's, none of Michael's greatness because he has, Michael has kids dancing today that wasn't, weren't even alive when they first saw, when he, you know his, what I'm saying? They weren't even alive when the music, music was out. Timeless. And he had been dead long before they were born. Like that type of, like that's, that My- is amazing. My nephews are huge Michael Jackson's fan, and he he's been he's been out the game long before they were you know before they knew what was what you know what I mean yeah so his music is timeless so is her music so the same nostalgic feeling that people have for Michael they're gonna have for her too but I'm saying if you want to have that argument with anybody right now honestly I think that's the only thing they can hold. only comparable person yeah I mean you. Probably compare the dancing. I mean, I give it to Michael because he, I mean, it's hard to beat the moonwalk. Nah, nah. That's an iconic dance move that people still do to this day. That's to this day. That's a big move. It's a move he stole. He didn't even create the moonwalk. Well, he did a great job stealing it because I don't even know who did it before him. But this is what I'm saying. Like, I can tell you right now, I think Chris Brown's a way better dancer than Michael Jackson ever was. Chris Brown is a better dancer. Than <laughs> like, I think Beyonce is a better dancer than Michael Jackson ever was. That's just how I feel. Now, did, has Mike, Michael did create iconic moments with that dance. Like, But if you ever notice, after Michael did that dance, Michael been doing them same seven moves 40 years later. Michael never stopped doing... <laughs> he never stopped doing them shits. 
<laughs> Bruh, if you do something right, so what? Phil Jackson got, what, 12 championships down there off of the same triangle offense? That's not, that's bullshit. You know that. You know that. Because you, you've you learned to do stuff right and then you build on top of it every time. I guarantee you don't do, I guarantee you there's things that you keep from things that you learned when you first started your little business. There's things that you do. Let's not do that, <laughs> Mr. Push Buttons. Let's not do that. <laughs> but I was just going to let that one slide. Hey, I knew you were. Dick. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like there's things that you do, but you consistently build upon it. You know what I'm saying? And I just don't think he ever built on top of that. That's just my personal opinion. And that's all good. Another person who had big performances was Drake at the Apollo. Some clips have come out about that. Have you gotten a chance to see any of He got a lot of hate for that. And I thought it was dope what he did. Who? Who's told you? I I haven't heard anyone talk hate about Drake's Apollo performance. When he came out with the pink fur coat alongside with Dipset? First of all, it was Cameron's fur coat. It literally is the it is the actual fur coat Cameron had with the pink on and the and the he, skull. I thought he made a replica of it, but yeah, when he came out with that, people were calling it corny. I thought it was dope. I for them to he literally recreated the video. He recreated the bodega. He even had the the big pun uh, mural that was there. Like, come on, like I, I to me this was probably this is the one Drake show I kind of wish I was at. Now, the next time Drake going to tour, I'm definitely going to go. But this was the one where, like, he played so many of the B-sides. You know what I'm saying? Like, shit that you know he would never perform on these big arena tours. Right. Whereas, like, damn, I wish I was there for that. Starting with Over over My Dead Body. Like, like, come on. Like, that type of stuff. We don't get to see that every day. No. This year has been has shown that people are outside, outside. Like, this has been... A lot of people have been doing shit. Uh, minus what we just started the episode with, this has been a pretty fun month of performances. Sports has been good this month. It's been very entertaining as far as far as the the world of entertainment. I hope this trend continues. I I hope so. Super Bowl is next. You got Rihanna coming up next. I hope she kills it, bro. Oh. Uh, People are so ready. So you have you have the contingent of so many people who are ready to finally see her back six years later. You know what I mean? I don't even know who she's performing with, to be honest with you. So far, the only person who's been announced is Rihanna. I don't know anyone else who's performing. There's a there's such a contingent of people who are ready to see her finally be back. And then I have a I, I truly believe there's a contingent of people who who can't wait to see her fail. You know what I mean? Fuck them. 100%. Fuck them. But there's a contingent of people who you know can't wait to see her fail or to see her and then compare her to someone else. Like the the dumbasses of like Stephen A. Smith of the world, right? I didn't get that. That was so fucking unnecessary. It's like, dude, why? It came out of nowhere. It came it out did. of nowhere. <laughs> if he wanted to generate a buzz, he did a good job because I believe he's promoting his book and that's why he was sitting down with uh, Sherry Shepard, I believe, is when he said that shit. Fuck and it, Stephen it, it, A. Fuck Stephen yeah, A. Yeah. If, <laughs> if, if you wanted attention, you got it. But damn, at the expense of Rihanna? Like, for fucking what? And then trying to mask it as you were trying to praise Beyonce? Like, 
Come on, bro. Don't 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 big up another woman to to tear down another one. Like, where the fuck you coming from with that? There was a headline this week. There was a pastor who said he temporarily died. He died temporarily and went to hell. And he was sharing details of his journey in the underworld through hell. He suffered a heart attack and he died. And he said down there in, in hell, they were playing Rihanna's umbrella to torture people. Let me ask and, you this. And <clears throat> Go ahead. Real quick, just real, real quick. At no point, nobody in his congregation thought to ask him why you, our pastor, somebody that leads this church, went to hell. Like, what the fuck were you doing there? <laughs> like, right. To me, that was the headline that everybody We're listening missed. to you to not go there. You mean to tell me you went there? Make it make exactly. sense. See that that was that was me when I read the headline and I heard I read I was reading the comments and I said I feel like the rest of y'all are missing like the most important part of this story is that the pastor who leads a congregation died and in his death he went to hell. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if that ain't a red flag, I don't know what is. You and already if can't all be that trusted. Is true, <laughs> you can't be trusted. Can't be trusted. But on the flip side, if what he says is true and they jam into Rihanna in hell, is it really all that bad? I mean, you know, you might we might need to take a quick vacation from heaven every once in a while. Like, you know, people come down to Miami, you know, it's hot down here in the summer, you know. Right. It's hot <laughs> and humid. We still happy. I mean just see what's going on down there. We don't gotta be down there long. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes you take a quick trip. You know, do the you know the quick. Hey, who are there? Just come through, say what's up. Hey, right, you, I'm gonna holler at y'all boys. That's it. See, catch you headlining. You know, I'm sure. I'm sure it's gonna be a couple people down there. We're gonna be shot like Elvis. What you doing down here? I was stealing all them black folks' music. Really caught up to you, huh? But what you performing I tonight? Expect to see you, Mother Teresa. Yeah, I mean, wow, wow, you went there. <laughs> Look at her history. I'm pretty sure she's there. Yikes. I don't disagree with you, but yikes. <laughs> yikes. Oh man. What else? What else? What else? Um, yo, did you did you hear the story about DJ Envy letting his wife go on a 20-day girls' trip? Yeah, I heard about it. And that's all I got to say about it. <laughs> you got me. <laughs> you got me entirely. You got me. All the way fucked up. If you think you're going to go on a vacation for a month and leave me with the kids. and I'll, Even if I had somebody to watch the kids, you're not going away for a whole month. What type of shit is that? You wouldn't let your wife, You wouldn't let your wife go away for a month? On a girl's trip? Hell nah. Here's my thing. 20 days isn't a, a trip. That's not a vacation. At that point, 20 days is a tour. Like 20 days is rent somewhere. Your wife is out there touring her pussy around the globe at this point. That's how I see it. 20 days is a long fucking time. If you have to go on vacation long enough to the point where you got to do laundry at said place, you've been gone, gone too, too long. long. <laughs> you gone too long. You gone too long. I ain't gonna lie to you. <laughs> Dude, Here, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. 20 days. Would you... Would you allow your wife to go on a 20-day trip? No, I would have an issue with that. 
I would absolutely 100% be like, what are we doing? Why? No. You don't you don't think you don't think there's people out there who are going to be like Marvin, you wrong for even asking Frank if he would allow his wife and Frank, you wrong for even thinking you would you have the right to allow her to do anything. Just be thankful that people aren't married to me. <laughs> I don't give a fuck what they think. They're not married to me. And no, I'm not possessive. I don't owe my wife. But usually when we have conversations on things we would like to do, it usually starts a, it usually starts with, sweetie, would you mind if I... And when she starts that question, sweetie, would you mind if I go on vacation for 20 days? The answer would be, yes, I do mind. Why are we going away for 20 days? Well, I'm saying like she's a mother. She's she's brought in. She spent the last four years birthing your children. What if her... Two of her married married homegirls want to go on a trip. They they're gonna do they're gonna just backpack through Europe. Maybe do a little south of hit south of France, Italy. Just just do something like they've had. They've helped bringing bring kids into the world. They just want to go and just find themselves again with with other married. Even if it just it was it's your wife and her sisters. It's your wife. Her sisters, I'm gonna make it so so real that you can't fight it because that could that could possibly be a thing. I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna fight it. Go ahead, I'm gonna let you finish. Your wife, her sisters are going on a vacation, 20 days. They're gonna travel Europe to just they need to recharge. What is your answer to that? Me and my wife can't go on a vacation for more than three days without missing our kids. So you mean to tell me you want to go away for 20 days away from us? That ain't sitting right with me. So so you're gonna make this about your kids. I'm not talking about your kids. Right now, you you can you just you just spent last weekend. Let, let, me, parent, let me finish. Everything let me finish. I'll you let do you is finish. about your kids. Let me finish. You just let your wife just went out of town. What was it, five days? You showed that you could handle it with the three. That was the first I think it's the first time you've been alone with just the three for that long period of time, right? Oh yeah. Me being a father is no issue. I got this. Which that is what is I'm nothing. saying. Which is what I'm saying. So you can't see, you can't fathom a world where you would have no issue or or you could put your issues aside while your wife goes and travels with her sisters for 20 to 21 days. We'll say three weeks at that point. It's three weeks of being gone. You ready for my answer? No. <laughs> I cannot fathom a world where I'm okay with that. I, I'm just not okay with that. See, because I'm not going to lie to you. Put it like this. You're not I don't married, know if... But let's say you put yourself in DJ Envy shoot. You know how you want to love your wife. And let's say you love your wife to the best of your ability and she loves you to the best of hers. In this hypothetical scenario, you would be okay with her leaving for a month? Being gone for 20 days is a long It's a month, time. nigga. We rounding it up. Don't even, <laughs> don't even get specific and say 20 days. We calling it a month. That's you a okay long fucking that? time. That's a long fucking time. It's a time, long bro. fucking time. That's a long fucking time. Now, if it's we're gonna do a, a the distance thing because I got a job opportunity. I got if it's I have a contract opportunity. Let's say my wife was doing travel pharmacy or some shit. Then it's like okay, I can understand you're oh, going to earn so money. If you're it leaving benefits, for a purpose. If it benefits you, the family. Then it, no, 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 no. Let me let me say it. If it benefits you, then it's okay. 
But if it benefits the family, I'm part of the family. If, okay. But what if for her, she needs that to go and recharge and find herself again for you for to be there for you and your kids. That's a benefit to you if you allow her to go and do this. Nigga, ain't nobody battery that big. Ain't <laughs> nobody battery one month recharging big. You could get the biggest Tesla in the world. It ain't going to take you no three weeks to charge that battery. I feel like you being a little selfish. I'm going to flip it. Could you see yourself going on a 20-day guys trip? No. Why? Without, I'm going to sound corny, but nah, I miss my family too much. Nigga, I don't like going away for work more than a week. By day four, it's like I'm, I'm up to here with this shit. I'm ready to come home. I don't like sleeping in hotel beds. I don't like eating food that's not home cooked. I, 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 second, I, my- I second both of those. I don't like sleep. I, I'm not a person who really likes sleeping in hotel beds. Hotel I'm beds not are a person, uncomfortable as fuck. 100%. Even, even when, even, even in my, you know, I'm saying, so even in my, like, going out, going to a girl house, all of that, it could be 4 a.m. And I'm going to be like, hey, all right, I'm going to hit it. Because <laughs> like, I, I want to go sleep in my bed. don't nothing feel like your bed. I love my bed. You know what I'm saying? A little Sealy Postopedic. I put a little, I put a little memory foam right on top of it. It does, it does me well. Somebody told me a long time ago. There was like, there's two things you don't spare expense on. You're mad. No, three things. It was a married dude. He was like, it's three things you don't spare expense on. Your mattress, a couch, and your work shoes. He said, do you get the most comfortable ones you can find, and you spend money on it. Your mattress, of course, that's self-explanatory because, you know, you go to sleep, you want to sleep comfortable. The couch, just in case the moth nights but she don't feel like sleeping next to your ass because you're in the doghouse, you got, you, you got something else comfortable to lay on. Got a point. And your shoes, I mean, you're going to be, your work, there's no shoes you wear more than your work shoes. They need to be comfortable. And I agree with him. I was like, I get it. So, yeah, don't nothing feel like your mattress at home. See, I... The reason why the whole 20 day thing wouldn't work for me is because I'm I honestly don't believe women can stand each other. What's the over and under? <laughs> What's the over and under on the amount of fights that happen on a 20 day girls trip? 21 fights. Because <laughs> if they have any more than just if it's any more than just two people. At some point, they're not going to fuck with the third one. At one point, they're not going to fuck with the other one. You know, like, that's how that shit goes. Man, we've seen women come down for Memorial Day weekend. And I mean, they'll get here on a Friday and be ready to tear each other's throats out by Sunday. And it's like, damn, what the... What y'all been doing? They get catty quick. Niggas, we'll just be like, all right, man, I done had... We don't get catty, it's just... Okay, we're we're over it. Like I'm ready to go back to my corner. Most of us are probably introverts anyway. It's like, hey, we done got our feel of outside. Like, really, we only needed two, three days out the most of being outside. After that, I'm ready to go back into my corner. I want to go back to my couch. I want to go back to my PlayStation. I want to go back to my bed. I done had enough outside for a whole month. I'm good now. That's me. That's me. Like I. I couldn't see myself on a 20-day guy's trip because eventually I'm going to be like, hey, I'm fucking... I, 
I'm sick of you niggas. Like, <laughs> I'm ready to go. I'm ready. It's too many. It's too many of y'all around. Like my social battery is already low. Y'all keep y'all keep asking me what time we going to lunch. I go to lunch when I fucking feel like it. I don't give a shit. Day Stop asking me. A, day five of a twenty day guy trip is gonna be each dude in their own room texting the group chats funny memes they seeing on Instagram. We not gonna be around each other for the whole twenty days. No, nah, not really. And if we are around, it, it's gonna be limited. I'm going to see y'all niggas at dinner. I'm going to see y'all niggas for any excursions we got planned. After that, we all going back to our corners. Like, ain't no need for us to be around each other all day. 100%. I think I'm a 20-day trip. Ain't even going to get off the ground. Once the nigga propose it, yeah, we finna go to... And he could pick some place that we know is lit. Yeah, we finna go to Amsterdam for 20 days. Yeah, why that long? (laughs) Yeah, like 20 days? (laughs) Like, you sure we can't get it all in and set? We would much rather run ourselves into the ground in four days than give ourselves a whole week. Like, nah, I could do all that in four days. I ain't going to sleep, but I sleep on the plane, cut it back. But we're going to get all this in from Monday to Thursday. Yeah, I'll figure it out. <laughs> I'll figure yeah, it right? Out. <laughs> oh, man. All right, man. We said we were going to be here for, we weren't going to be here for a long time. We was here for a good time. Let's get into the vibes of the week. All right. So the vibes of the week is the most embarrassing song on our playlist. Now, we're just going to play the songs. Don't need to explain why it's on the playlist. And just leave it to speculations as to why we have it. No, no. Explain it. Uh, I think we should explain it. Because I got to explain mine. (laughs) Here's my song. Oh, you get me ready in your 56 Chevy. Why don't we go sit down in the What the fuck is this? <laughs> Listen, nigga, I'll explain it in a second. New So that was Paula Cole. Where have all the cowboys gone? You looking for cowboys? Okay, so you looking for cowboys? See, I knew you was going to do that. You looking for right? cowboys? Looking for somebody to ride? <laughs> you can reverse cowgirl all you want, Frank. It's so good. <laughs> I, who am I, dog? I don't king shame in here. You live your life, yo. Nigga, you just did it. I thought I thought we was uh, everything in between those constructs. That's what you say, right? I Hey, did I king shame it? I asked you, is that what you're looking for? And yeah. then I said, do your thing. Who am yeah. I? Do your thing. What, remember what we talked about earlier? Hey, you know, you're doing your thing. Do your thing. <laughs> you decent with it. Do your thing. You, see, you messy just like the females who think they progressive. And the moment they get a chance to call a nigga gay, they call them gay. You do the same <laughs> that's thing. Not, that's not it. That's not it. That was a bad. Come on now. Don't put that on so, me. Pause. <laughs> 
So when I was going through my phase of downloading songs from the, from the 90s for nostalgia purposes, this song came up. And I was like, you know what? I do remember this song playing when I was watching Nickelodeon and MTV and shit like that. So I downloaded it. I'm not going to lie. I do listen to the song. Nigga, that's the weirdest fucking song I ever heard. I, I had ne- I've ne- and I listened to a lot of Power 96 growing up. You know what I'm saying? In the times where I thought I was Hispanic and Dominican, that's a different conversation. I don't know if I've ever told that story on the part. You will one day. We're going to get to that. Yeah, I'll get to it one day. <laughs> we'll um, get to it. But, uh, but yeah, I don't remember that song. Where did they play that? No? No. I think it was, like, it was more like a Y100 type of vibe. But uh, I do play the song, though. Like, the other day, it came, that's why I thought of this playlist, because it came on in the car, and I was like, fuck, if I was around people and this shit started playing, I would, I would sprint to, to, the, to the iTunes app so quick to change this shit. Can't let folks know I listen to this. But I just played it on the pod, so y'all know I listen to it. Now it's your turn. What's your embarrassing vibe? All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you my story before I play it. So, growing up, my mother was very religious. Like she was, she, my mom was very world. You know, I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna talk like a kid who grew up in church. Growing up, my mom was very worldly. You know, we did listen to the secular music. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, we heard Gladys like in the earlier part of our lives. But at some point, my mom started going to church and became very churchy, super churchy. I call my mom, like, the people who act as churches, my mother, I call them, like, super Jesus. Like, Jesus. Like, they live for Jesus. Like, they can't go a fucking day <laughs> without letting you know that they are more Jesus than you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> my sister's laughing in the other room because she knows it's the fucking truth. You know what I'm saying? That is how, that's how my mom is, right? right? So, growing up, we couldn't, there was certain times where we couldn't, listen to certain types of music. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't until we got a little older that she became, she had to loosen the reins with us because we were getting older. She knew we was going to public school. But before, when she had us in church school, she could have a full control of what we listened to. Now, I would sneak and listen to the Power 96. I would sneak sneak and listen to the 99 Jams. But when it came to what my mom would buy me, it was either going to be gospel music or shit I saw in movies, Right? So to this day, I have this song in that smile playlist that I told you because it brings me back to my childhood because it is a very happy song. It's a song sung by Tevin Campbell. It is from the Goofy movie. That's not an embarrassing song. That's a good song. It's an amazing song. But if you listen to it as much as I listen to it, it's fucking embarrassing. So ladies and gentlemen, Eye to Eye by Tevin Campbell. It's embarrassing if you do the dances to it too when you played it. And I do do the dances in the car when I'm listening to it in the morning. I know the whole routine. God damn it. If you don't know the whole perfect cast, and only real goofy movie fans know about the perfect cast, if you don't know the perfect cast, you don't know shit. Maybe we'll discover what we should have known all along. 
And and like I said, the only embarrassing part is that me and my sister could probably go get in my living room right now and do the whole dance because that was our fucking movie. Moms didn't play I that vote, shit. I vote that we that we get Marvin and his sister to put a video together so we could post it on the on the page. What y'all say? Send a DM to Marvin at Marvin X Adams and say, let's see, let's see, let's see. Send the DMs, send the DMs, get blocked, get blocked, get blocked. <laughs> Fuck you thought. With that said, ladies and gentlemen, and all those in between and outside of those constructs, this has been another episode of the Samurai Professionals Podcast, the podcast where two young professionals bring issues to the table and we chop it up. I'm your co-host Marvin, Young Saint, Cuff Daddy, Charles Flex Xavier, That Man Beyond, Dion Slanders, Petty Pendergrass, and Hemi Hendrix. And the man to the right of me can only be Frank Sinatra, the Louisville Slugger, Frank the Shooter, the F and F and D, one half of this POD. He is I and I am him. And we just gave you guys another dope podcast. You can email us at this. (laughs) You can email us at the Samurai Professionals Podcast at gmail.com or you can hit us up on Instagram and Twitter at the Samurai Pros. Hit us up with any questions, comments, or even topic suggestions. You can reach me on Twitter, Instagram, and just about any other social media platform at I Can Only Be Frank. And where can they find you, Marv? You can find me on any social media platform at Marvin X Adams. This has been another episode of the Samurai Professionals Podcast. Peace. Peace and love. <laughs> <laughs>